episode eight of the backseat view podcast thanks for tuning in uh last two episodes i was uh i was a little shook over the conversation i had to have with with my family but but it did have to happen and i have a resolution to that story but i got some stuff i want to announce first uh first off we made it on apple podcast we are on the listings so if you want to support and help me out uh please give it a five-star rating on the apple podcast platform um i made a new twitter account uh it's kind of going to be general for for anything i do not just the podcast uh it's the same handle as my instagram which is okay gianni uh o-k-a-y gianni g-i-a-n-n-i it'll be down in the description um just make sure you don't put o-k like without the a and the y because it's fully spelled out just felt the need to specify that uh i'm working on getting an illustrator to design design a a nice cover cover art for for the show and and its branding current one is a. it's it's pretty cringe. Do I have it here somewhere? Here, let me let me just pull up the the YouTube page. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yikes. Yeah, I just kind of threw that together in Photoshop. Uh, probably in less than ten minutes. But yeah, it's kind of cringe. Where I'm trying to to get a nice looking one and uh, looking for an illustrator. I, f- I think I found one, but I'm not sure if he's he's uh willing to uh get my ideas done so i might have to find someone new but this is in the process looking to get some kind of uh production work done for for an intro to a little little tune or something uh maybe with some clips along with it um and let's not forget on episode 10 this is episode 8 of course the eighth white shirt um, but on episode 10, we will be having our first guest appearance, and it is a very special guest. No hints as to who it is, but it will be phenomenal. So be there or be square. And without further ado, let's uh, jump right into the goods. Um, so first, uh, if uh, I, the way my family responded to my announcement, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Go back two episodes, episode six, I had talked about, um, I believe it's titled Committing to My Passion. And uh, I tell my story about uh, it's been going through my mind the last couple years and um, deciding on a career path that I want to commit to and deciding that I'm going to finally announce it to my family. And uh, here is, uh, now I'm about to talk about how it went, how my family responded, how uh, um, the un... I don't want to say her name. I'm not I'm not sure if she would want me to. Uh, but I did mention in that episode how I have a family friend who who's helped me with uh, throughout the, almost the entirety of my academic career. And uh, I announced it to her as well. I uh, So I talked to her first, actually. And I had about a, an hour-long conversation with her. Um, explaining just about everything in as much detail as I did in the podcast. Um, I'm not sure if that was, in in retrospect, I'm not sure if that was entirely necessary. I feel like um, it would have gone a lot smoother 
if I just got straight to the points. Um, I kind of wanted to give the whole context behind my thoughts and everything. And uh, I'm not sure that giving that much detail, that might have been a little overwhelming for her. But um, even from the beginning, she she was uh, pretty understanding. She did admit that she was a little disappointed because uh, in her head, I had already committed to the computer science path and it really caught her off guard for me to to stray away from that uh, so abruptly in her eyes. To me, of course, I I knew I didn't want to do computer science for for over over a year, well over a year. Um, but it ended up going well with her. She was very understanding. She told me her story of how she actually ha- made a similar decision when she was younger. And um, unfortunately, she had to deal um, with the criticism from her father and her father... Um, didn't want her to support her in the same way um, he initially did with her original career choice. Um, Then came my family. And you know, uh, I don't want to take up the entire show with this, so I I really just kind of want to give a succinct response. But uh, my my family, initially, uh, my family friend, I'll just keep referring to her, is that uh, she was going to come over and help me kind of break the news to them, right? Break the news. I don't know, that see even that wording kind of sounds wrong like like it's supposed to be some like big breakthrough type thing. I I, I don't know. But uh I just kind of got a hunch the day before she was supposed to come and and help me kind of uh deliver that message and uh I, I just uh, decided to to go ahead and, and talk to them myself one-on-one. And honestly, I felt that I made the right decision because I could not have gotten a better response. I don't think I could have asked for a better response. They, they seemed to be uh, pretty understanding and supportive. And I feel like that had a lot to do with my delivery as opposed to my delivery to when I... Uh, did it to the family friend. I'll call her M, because that's the first letter of her name. That's her initial. Uh, but yeah, um, with her, I took my time. I, we we were on the phone for over an hour. With them, I just kind of got straight to the point. I'm like, listen, I'm still going to be going to school. Um, there is still financial sh- security at the end of this, and and this is what I've been set to do. Um, this is this wasn't an overnight decision, you know. I. I've been experimenting with this for over about six months, actually about half a year. And and I knew I didn't want to do computer science for over a year. And, you know, I feel like that quick, succinct delivery and also the confidence and the premise that I was kind of explaining it to them from of, of not that I'm trying to convince you that this isn't a bad decision. Um, I kind of approached it more with the premise that I'm confident with this decision and I know it's a good one and it is what I want to do with my life. And I feel like they responded really well. And I, I can't, I can't even tell you, um, for some reason I kind of knew, like just as I was saying it, uh, I just kind of, before I even finished speaking, I kind of knew that they had accepted it and they were completely fine with it. I just kind of read the room and knew and, and it was a great feeling because honestly, I, I had to 
be completely prepared for them to take away all the privileges they've given me. They give me this whole space that I'm living in right now. Uh, I have the car that I drive is a used car. They they give me and so many. I I could I could list things forever, honestly. But those are the main things they give me, and I'm incredibly grateful, and I'm glad that I didn't have to have it stripped away out of my hands. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's how that went, and honestly, it feels like such a large weight has been lifted off my shoulders, and it doesn't feel like I'm working undercover now, uh, and I can be pretty open and upfront about everything I'm doing. So, so feels great i'm glad it went that well for me i know it doesn't go that well for everybody when they tell their family um they either want to switch careers or that they want to do something that they don't agree with um despite them maybe feeling incredibly passionate about it uh so uh any to anybody who who may be dealing with that uh you know be be ready for your family to respond negatively and and you're gonna have to plow through it and i'm sure you know there's still a lot of challenges ahead of the way you know just because um they're allowing me to do this doesn't mean i'm not gonna have obstacles in my way and it doesn't mean i'm not gonna have a lot of work to do and and things to overcome so so here's to the fruit to the future of course i butcher that uh hope i can make them proud and and uh and uh yeah so uh moving on from that uh i don't mean to kill the vibe but oh my god did i see a horribly tragic thing the other day as i was leaving and this was actually on the day that i was about to speak to m my family friend about this uh that uh announcement i had um and and that thought had been in my mind the whole day and i had already been kind of rattled thinking about all the different ways the conversation could go and uh on my way home from work literally as i exit work i'm at the stoplight and um there's a long line of cars and uh there's this little kitten on the road and one of the cars runs it just rams it and, and I don't know if they didn't see it. I didn't see the actual impact, but I, it was very obvious. Oh, my God, even just reimagining this. They got it, the cat. It was a little kitten. It wasn't just a little, or it wasn't a, a big, full-grown cat. I mean, not that it would have been any better, but it just would, definitely was. It felt like so bad to just see a little baby kitten get ran by a car. And listen to this. It didn't even die. I watched it struggle, pawing and gasping for air, watching it, its life slip out of its body. And, and oh my God, I felt like I had to, I felt like I should have ran it over just to put it out of its misery, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I went around it and I watched it slowly die in my rear view mirror. And it was, man, it was a... Uh, I realized in that moment that I'd never seen, I'd never firsthand witnessed an animal. Like, I've never watched anything other than an insect die like that, lose its life right before my eyes. And, oh my God, that was a, 
<laughs> I didn't even know what to think of that because I was, my mind was elsewhere with the whole uh, with the whole um, you know the whole conversation I had to have that day, and and I was trying to like pull something out of it, something some kind of of uh, either a lesson or something I could apply. I'm like, is this some kind of sign or something? Why did I just have to witness that? Like horrible horrible thing and um uh at least at least it's in peace now and it's in that that was a awful thing uh i don't even know how to transition out of this so i'm just gonna move right on um i i saw this this gif this gif gif or jif i don't know how people want to uh pronounce it i saw this on on reddit the other day and it seems like this is a a football or a soccer coach and uh somebody asks him this question he says uh coach what do you think about augusto lima i don't know what that is i don't follow soccer or football or, or whatever pisses you off the least you dumbass it's basketball god damn it going away in the midst of a series to attend the birth of his child and uh he goes waiting for it to catch up he says what do i think about it i allowed him to go and the person says but is it normal for a player to leave the team during the semifinals he goes do you have kids when you have kids youngster you'll understand he says because that's the height of a human experience wow that's a good question really do you think basketball is the most important thing in life he says no but a semifinal is important he says a, a semifinal to whom is it important to the team he says the team he says do you see the number of fans at the game he says important he says when you have your first child you will understand what the most important thing in life is uh come and have a chat with me then because nothing can be more majestic in the world than the birth of a child believe me no titles not anything else augusto lima is now in heaven emotionally I'm really happy for him. So now I found this really interesting because he 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 made a a really bold statement there, and I'm not a father. I hate it when I do this little move. I'm not a father. I uh, obviously I'm I'm 20 years old. Uh, I, although I'm sure there are 20 year old fathers out there. Uh, but he uh. He said, having a child is the peak of a human experience. And that really got me thinking because I hear from a lot of different sources, a lot of different fathers, that your whole perspective on life just changes once you have a child. Once you have this this creature in your in in your hands and you know that it is it and and they make it sound so spiritual too like that it's not even just the fact that it's it's like of your seed or or genetically connected to you or of the same blood it's they they really make it sound like the second you see it it's it's just this intense emotional connection and you you gain an entire new perspective and and i've heard joe rogan say things like oh when i look at people and they're pissed off or they're upset i i just think um 
I just I just think, wow, we we were all babies. That was a little baby once. He was a little toddler. Um and and it gives them this perspective of of you know the duality of man where you know we are so innocent yet we have a capacity for such darkness and i find that so interesting um i you know i would like to have kids one day and 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 hopefully raise them to be uh you know functional members of society and and people who who can live meaningful and fulfilling lives little little me's running around that'd be that'd be fun actually i don't know if i want the plural i i think i think one would be enough but but who knows you know i i hear some people they'll have one and then they'll want more so i that's how strong that is um so let me know your thoughts on that if you're listening down below uh (laughs) next up so I, I titled this topic Officer Karen. Oh boy, I gotta sign in for this shit. Here we go. Let's uh let's uh do this. Sorry about that. Alright, so oh this tweet is unavailable. Oh you gotta be kidding me. I <laughs> I saved the wrong tweet. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Otherwise I'll just give a quick rundown. Okay, yeah, here we go. So there's this video um, that it, it was uh, it was trending on Twitter, and a lot of people were criticizing this. Uh, I, I, it seems like by the uniform she's wearing, it seems like a fire rescue. I'm not sure though. She might be a cop. Actually, no. I think it is a cop based on like the whole context that that she was given and everything. So she she seems to be a cop. And uh, she tells this story. If you look up Officer Karen on Twitter or even on YouTube, I'm sure you, that, that's what everyone started calling her just because of her. I'll, I'll fill you in on the story in a second. But if you want to watch the video itself, you can go on YouTube or Twitter. Just type in Officer Karen, and I'm sure the clip will show up. It's about two minutes. And it's this uh, officer. She tells this story about how – and wow, I, I mean, I'm – not gonna lie the way she delivers the story is kind of it really the emotion that she conveys is uh it really makes me wonder like wow what is what did they do to her right so she tells the story of how she goes to mcdonald's she orders her meal um she pulls up they have her wait a while and then they give her her meal and 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 her change or whatever and then you, I'm like, what did they do to you? And she's like, she, I forget the exact same words she said, but she seemed devastated to the fact that they don't say thank you to her anymore or that they haven't said thank you to her uh, because she is a cop or, 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 you know, a public servant. And that just see it, it, it a lot of people criticized her for this and i mean i guess i can see where she's coming from how that could hurt but i mean lady that mcdonald's worker like if you actually started breaking down in front of that mcdonald's worker they were probably so fucking confused they probably i don't think they that person like purposely decided hey i'm not gonna say thank you to this one woman or something because of what's been going on recently something along those lines 
I'm pretty sure that person was just going. And I'm sure that people have not said thank you to you before this, uh, this whole, all these protests have, have, have been picking up. Uh, and it, it is a huge overreaction in my opinion. And I'm sorry, like I can tell, you know, and if, if it helps, I, I'd like to thank you for the service that you do for the public. If you are a, one of the good ones, but, but man, I, you, you really got really worked up and emotional over, over a McDonald's worker, not thanking you for, for what you do. Um, you aren't, I, I don't think you're entitled to that. And, uh, and that McDonald's worker probably didn't think twice of that interaction. She, they probably did not think that deeply into it at all. And I think, um, if you want that person to be considering your perspective and, and, uh, be considerate of, you know, how emotional that might make you, I think you should do the same and be considerate of theirs and, uh, be aware that, you know, they don't necessarily have that in mind when, you know, they've probably been working several hours at McDonald's dreading their, that's, I just feel like that wasn't at all what was on their mind. And you just completely overreacted. And, and to be fair, um, you should have reflected on the video before posting it. Um, and it seems that you didn't, and you, you caught the heat from the internet. Everybody criticized you for it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, what does this post say? It says, I think we've figured out what's been wrong with the cops in this country. According to Stacy, they haven't been hearing thank you enough. Officer Karen breaks down over the anxiety of ordering a McMuffin. The disconnect with what's happening on the streets is astounding. Dude, you, you know, that that is another thing. You're You're kind of making it about you. Like all these protests and this whole movement. It's so much bigger than all this, and the f- it's ridiculous that you got that upset that somebody. Oh my God, the memes! Like <laughs> comics plenty that are not getting or McMuffin is targeted harassment. <laughs> this is ba- <laughs> who made this meme? I don't know if they made it. If this is original content, but this is basically it. This is basically it. Sorry for listeners who can't see the meme, but you know you can't detail a meme and have it hit the same but yeah um that was a <laughs> that, that was crazy to witness um next up i got <laughs> you know I, i'm a fan i'm a fan of podcasts in general obviously I, i've been i started this podcast i don't think anybody who's recently started a podcast doesn't listen to podcasts uh I like listening to uh, Joe Rogan Experience. I like uh, Logan Paul's Impulsive podcast with, with Mike Malak and uh, Spencer. Uh, I like Duncan Trussell's podcast. I, I like listening to podcasts. All right, and um, Joe Rogan is uh, I I think uh, a lot of people can agree. Actually, I think it's an undisputed fact. Uh, and I'm sorry. To, to the Impulsive crew, I know that they are self-proclaimed the number one podcast in the world, scientifically, statistically, as a fact. But um, but Joe Rogan is uh, the biggest podcast of the world. He is the king. And uh, I, I really thought it was kind of a unanimous uh, understanding that he is... Uh, 
he he he's a pretty reasonable guy he's really good at asking questions he has some great guests on and it's an overall really good show and it's great for people's minds i i think it's i think one of the healthiest things that ever happened to my mind is stumbling upon joe rogan's podcast and witnessing his interactions hearing the information that he talks about with a lot of his guests and and all the different angles and the different topics they talk about i've i've learned a lot um and not just about the topics themselves but just about conversation and human interaction in general and and just response to to certain things and it's it's been great but i saw this thread the other day and uh, I actually watched the podcast that this is from. He did this. Uh, he did a recent podcast with uh, Bill Burr, great comedian. I love Bill Burr. He's 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 the best. Um, maybe not the best, but he he's great. I love him. Um, and uh, wow, I mean, as you can see, if you're if you're watching on on YouTube, for the listeners, uh, it's a Reddit thread. It was posted three days ago, and it's uh, from one of the JRE Clips channel, right? The thread has 86,000, almost 87,000 upvotes. Um, it has how many awards? If you don't know what the awards on Reddit are, um, it's it's essentially people paying money to give a little symbol of, of astounding appreciation, I guess you could say, to the thread. And this has so many awards. Um, and it's titled, Bill Burr hilariously calls out Joe Rogan about the COVID-19 and wearing masks. And I heard this conversation when I listened to the podcast in its entirety. It was a very lighthearted conversation. And I'm sure people, I'm sure, I'm, I'm going to play it right now real quick. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree that it was really lighthearted and there wasn't really almost any animosity between these two and that joe was joking about it. like at one part he says he says it's for bitches and it's i mean we got to think about it this is these are two comedians talking about this like do do you really think either do you really think joe rogan is taking himself seriously or let me just play the clip like i i I'm worried about a second wave of the corona. I'm worried about them locking things down. Someone's got to step in and stop them from doing that. Next next wave, you guys got to be proactive. You got to do something about people's immune systems. You got to lock down old people and sick people. Let re regular people do whatever the fuck they want. You can't you can't just lock people's freedom down for something that killed a small fraction of what you thought it was going to kill. The whole thing is it's just fucking creepy mm. to have guys like Mayor Garcetti be in charge of telling people whether or not they get to work like that's not what a governor's but supposed to be that's not they're what a trying, mayor's supposed they're, to be but they're, they're trying to look out for your best interests and trying to get 400 million people to all pull in the same direction it's, it's fucking it's, you can't get 40 comics to pull in the same direction so they like did. they have like an impossible they did and they didn't there was there was people fucking right the whole fucking time there's been fucking assholes on my street walking around no masks you know, not quarantining like the people that come by the houses. You see the fucking, you know, the same people that were going in and out of the house who are not part of their family still going in and out of the house. You want people to walk down the street with a mask on? Let's not start this, John. Do you, though? Let's not start this. 
Okay. Let's, let's start it. I, I don't want to start this bullshit. I'm not going to sit here with no medical degree, listening to you with no medical degree, with an American flag behind you, smoking a cigar, <laughs> acting like we know what's up better than the CDC. All I do is I listen. I watch the news once every two weeks. I'm like, mask or no mask? Still mask? All right, mask. That's all I give a fuck about. I don't care. But even they say you shouldn't wear a mask unless you're treating a coronavirus patient. The World Health Organization. Yeah, but they didn't say that, that initially. They didn't say it initially. No, they didn't. They did. And then it gradually, then it gra- they- and then, wait, wait, wait. And then everybody wore the fucking masks. This is like rollerblading. Everybody fucking rollerbladed, and then there was that one fucking homophobic joke, and then everybody acted like they never did it. And then a, a hundred million fucking rollerblades got thrown into the fucking ocean. We all wore masks, and then all of a sudden, people are fucking sitting there. What? Well, you don't have the body type for it, dude. Your fucking knuckles would scrape on the ground. <laughs> Even with that extra two inches. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love how wearing a mask... Okay. I, I think I've played enough for it for me to get taken down. But uh, I, I think it's so obvious that they're just having fun and they're just shooting shit. They're, I mean, that's that's always, for the most part, how Joe's podcast goes. And and now the reason I'm bringing this up, the reason this post is, I don't know, has all these awards and so many upvotes, there is not a single comment on here that 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 isn't, all right, maybe not a single comment, but the majority, the absolute majority of all of these is uh, is people hating on uh, Joe Rogan. Let me see if I can find some. Maybe I'm out of the loop. Reddit seems to be turning on Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, this is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, this was, I remember actually seeing this way at the bottom. Uh, personally, I watch uh, Joe Rogan. The more I realize I only come back to his show to hear what his guests have to say. It could be literally anybody having the conversation with Bill Burr. And I would look, yeah, yeah. Where is, oh, wow. Uh, now, who's the bitch? You know, to be honest, wow, It's it seems like a lot of them have a, uh, have watered down when this was when i first discovered this thread it was at around half the amount of upvotes and and trust me it was i'm sure if i scrolled deep enough i i, I should have pulled some up so uh sorry sorry the visual died um i should have pulled some up before uh before starting the the show but but holy shit, were there people... I, I literally... The the one comment saying it seems like Reddit has turned on Joe Rogan or something. Um, that was the only comment that I saw that wasn't directly attacking Joe Rogan and how stupid and... and and uh, I, I saw some bizarre comments. They're like, they're like, oh, Joe Rogan is who, who stupid people watch to feel smart or some shit like that. And, and it just, it was unbelievable how much hate this man was getting. But I mean, you check out the the episode itself and it's overwhelmingly positive comments. And, and now it seems that it's turned into less hate towards Joe and more about how funny the conversation is because it's a hilarious conversation. But holy shit, were people pissed off that <laughs> of, all, of the stuff Joe Rogan was was saying like they were taking him so seriously uh yeah all right so we we passed the 30 minute mark the visual died at, at one point for for a couple seconds um we're, we're we're almost done here don't worry uh 
<laughs> um, I just want to, uh, the last thing I said, or I have, I have said to, to touch on last main topic, uh, I believe, I believe it was yesterday, uh, June 18th was the day that XXX, ten, uh, Tentacion died two years ago. Um, and, and he, uh, I, I'm sure people watching this have at least heard the name because he is, uh, I mean, if you just look at the numbers he's doing right now, uh, uh, posthumously, he... I mean, I think he has the biggest numbers on Spotify right now. I don't. Oh, I actually have him pulled up right here. Yeah, I mean, check this out. Holy shit, he's got two two tracks with Jocelyn Flores and Sad with over a billion. Everything else is hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of millions of of uh, of plays. Uh, it's phenomenal, and um, I'm. I think it goes without saying that he's had an overwhelming impact on on not just the youth but just music and hip-hop in general the the entire community uh maybe not the entire community there there's a lot of people who really disliked his actions and and they didn't understand him beyond uh the surface and beyond what the media covered uh which i understand um and uh, I'm not saying this from the pers- I want to make this clear I'm not saying this from the perspective of somebody who was actually a fan of his before he died. I was actually one of the fans who who was criticized because I got put on him when he died. When I saw and his death was actually a catalyst to me diving deeper into the world of music as a whole. When I saw how how much his death impacted uh, so many people and how strongly people felt about him and and his and how they affected him and and uh helped them um mentally uh it was um it it, it really i felt like i needed to dive in, in and understand and i i was looking into his music i was understanding his personality i watched the the no jumper podcast with him i was watching a bunch of old interviews with him and just a bunch of clips f- from him and I, and i got to to get a nice picture painted of 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 who he was, at least based on on the presence of media that was on, uh, that was about him on on the internet, and uh, he he was a he was a guy who who struggled with a lot for a long time, um, but he was trying to become better, and it's sad that a lot of people didn't see that upon his death. Um, watching, listening to his music, and um, and understanding how it tied in with the context of his life and his message and his impact on people uh, it really moved me and it actually led me um, to understand music as a whole on a deeper level and understand that it's not just the sonic sounds in the individual record you're listening to it's the context of the artist and and that point in time and and what you're referencing within the track and and it it led me into actually when i listen to people's music now i consider all these things and and i ended up this is how i entered the world of music and got into hip-hop got into uh some old older artists and and whatnot and uh and i feel like i have him to thank for that um 
despite not being a fan of him uh, while he was alive. Uh, which really sucks because uh, I was actually, um, I heard about him before he died. Um, and I, uh, I, I turned, I, I didn't feel like uh, giving it a chance because the track that he, that I was actually sent was, uh, um, I, it was Look At Me, I, I believe. I believe it was Look At Me and I just thought it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And, uh, and I mean, you could play that right now and I get turned. But it it was uh, I, I didn't give him a chance and and uh, it was uh, it really showed me how how it it showed me how easy it is to be closed minded and not realize it. So yeah, rest in peace, X. Your fans miss you dearly. Uh, hope you're doing well wherever your stream of consciousness is. And uh, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening this far. If you want to support the show, please leave a like and subscribe. It would mean the world to me if you would do that. Leave any thoughts down below in the YouTube comments. Um, Let me know if you think I should change the camera angle, actually. I've been thinking about it recently. I don't know where I would put it, but um, if people agree that I should change. If anybody, if even just one person told me to change the camera angle, I would do it. I would expect experiment with it because i don't i don't even think that many people or anybody at all really watches this consistently but uh yeah let let me know um please remember to rate five stars on apple podcast please if you like to support the show i just got listed there it would mean a lot to me follow me on instagram the new twitter uh i you know to be honest i don't know what kind of stuff i'm going to post on the twitter other than uh when i post a new video on either channel or whatever it is uh, and whatnot, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out stuff to put on there. Just uh, go ahead and follow me on there if you want to. Remember, I got a super special guest coming on for the first time. First episode with a guest is going to be episode number 10. Uh, it's the episode after the next one. All right, so so this is 8, and then it's 9, and then it's 10. I can count. Uh, and, yeah, thanks for watching. Enjoy your day. Stay hydrated. Get your eight hours of sleep. Episode eight of the Backseat View. Done. Peace out.